0: I'm sure you've sung the hymn Amazing Grace in your church several times. Now the most interesting thing about that hymn, it's the author, John Newton. Before coming to Christ, Newton was a slave ship captain, transporting enslaved African men and women, uh, transporting them across the ocean to places uh, in the South Atlantic. But God got a hold of his life, and eventually, Newton entered the ministry as an Anglican pastor. And one of Newton's strengths was his counseling ministry, which he carried on largely by letter writing. Well, we're gonna look at one of the ways that he helped a friend grow in his faith uh, by tackling one of the most perplexing conditions many of us Christians face. Hi, I'm Bob Buchanan, and this is Wisdom 828. Who are you who are so wise? John Newton was born in London, England in August of 1725, and he died there in December of 1807. Most Christians know a little bit about Newton's story from the movie Amazing Grace, uh, where the movie depicted the struggle of English parliamentarian William Wilberforce uh, to legislate the end of the slave trade and slavery in England. It took Wilberforce, and the abolitionists nearly 45 years to do it, and Newton was one of the chief allies in the legislative efforts. But I want to focus our attention on one of Newton's letters to a friend about a very common struggle that all of us Christians face. We all sin. Paul said it best in Romans 7, I know that nothing good lives in me, that is in my flesh. For I want to do good, but I cannot do it. For I do not do the good I want, but I do the very evil that I do not want. You've ever felt that way? We wanna live godly lives, but we find ourselves falling short, maybe several times a day. Now I'm not sure who uh, this letter was written to, but let's imagine that it was you and me. And our question to Newton was, how come I keep on sinning when I don't want to? I feel guilt, I feel remorse all the time, I wanna please God, but I fail every time into temptation. What's going on? Well, Newton wrote to his friend in a very unique way. He told him to think about the advantages of remaining sin in his life. Now, can you imagine his friend opening that letter and looking at it and saying, what? The advantages of remaining sin? You've gotta be kidding, I wanna be rid of it. Well, Newton believed that remaining sin was actually part of God's plan for our growth in godliness. Now here's a few ways that Newton counseled his friend, you and me. First, even though we sin, we are to remember that we are accepted in Christ, whom we have as an advocate with the Father. Christ atoned for our sins once, and now intercedes for us all the time. So ask yourself, having done all of that, will he stop because we're imperfect in our obedience? Well, no because it is Christ's merits that saved us and Christ's merits that keep us in God's family, not our performance. Next, this keeping us is from God's almighty power no matter how weak our efforts of faith may be. God has promised to lead us to certain victory over sin. Newton writes this, we shall not always be as we are now, yet a little while and we shall be freed from this vile body which is like a leprous house, uh, incurable and contaminated and must be entirely torn down. And then we shall see Jesus as he is and we'll be like him and with him forever. Remaining sin has a purpose in God's plan for our growth. So Newton wrote to his friend, the Lord Jesus is more and dear to the soul. All boasting is excluded and the glory of a full free salvation is ascribed to him alone. Reaching into his own maritime experiences, Newton compares seasons of wrestling with our sin to a sailor who's caught in a stormy sea. If a storm comes up for one night and the sailor makes it to safe port, he may rejoice in his deliverance uh, from that storm, uh, but it probably won't have any lasting effect on him. But, Newton says, if after being tempest-tossed for a long season and experiencing a great number and variety of haired breath, escapes, then he at last gains the desired haven. And then that sailor rejoices because of all the great difficulties that God brought him through. You see, that idea is actually one of the stanzas of Newton's hymn. Through many dangers, toils, and snares, we have already come was grace that brought us safe thus far and grace will lead us home now one more insight from newton about the advantages of remaining sin i think is important when after long experiences of our own deceitful hearts and repeated evidences of our own weaknesses our willfulness our ingratitude to god insensibility to the things of god we discover the keeping power of grace nothing Nothing can separate us from the love of God in Christ and Jesus becomes more precious to our souls. The effect of struggling with remaining sin ought to create a deep humility in the believer. The Old Testament uh, prophet Isaiah wrote that a broken and contrite spirit pleases God. A truly humble believer will not be easily angered or rash, but be compassionate and tender to the weaknesses of his own or, or her own fellow sinners, knowing that if there are differences between us in this regard, it's all due to the grace that shapes us. Newton finishes off his letter to his friend this way, he says, We have the seeds of every evil in our own heart, and under all the trials and afflictions, we will look to the hand of the Lord and lay our mouth in the dust, acknowledging that we suffer much less than our sins deserve. These are some of the advantages and the good fruits which the Lord enables us to obtain from that bitter root of indwelling sin. Now I want to close with one of my favorite quotes from Newton. And it's not in this letter, but he clarifies the way that we would walk as followers of Jesus. I am not what I ought to be. I am not what I want to be. I am not what I hope to be in another world, but still. I am not what I once used to be, and by the grace of God, I am what I am. Well, that's all the time we have for today. Thanks for joining me. Thanks to Steve Dian behind the camera making this one more episode where we stamp out spiritual malnutrition. You be of good cheer.